with meekness because it's able to save our souls. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, which is our helper and our teacher. Holy Spirit, reveal the word unto us tonight. Bring the word back to our remembrance that was spoken unto us. And we thank you, God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding is being enlightened on tonight. We thank you, Father God, that you're opening our eyes so that we can behold the wondrous things out of your word, Father God. And we thank you that on tonight, Father God, that we're in unity in this place on tonight. And I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. As you notice, we haven't had a test in a little bit. The only thing I can say, like T.D. Jake say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. We're teaching on the um, apostles. We're teaching on the order of the church. And in teaching on the order of the church, we're teaching on the fivefold. And the reason why I'm doing this is more to be taught, um, dealing with membership. I'm going to be teaching on elders. I'm going to be teaching on the deacons. I'm going to be teaching on every joint that supplies. Amen. So everybody will know what their position is in the body of Christ to know what they have been called to do. So as you're listening to these teachings dealing with the fivefold, you will know what an apostle does. You will know what an evangelist, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher um, supposed to do in the body of Christ. So this way we're knowing the order of the church and how God has set up the church through his son, Jesus Christ. So when we go different places, we will see how that church is functioning and how that church is um, positioned in the body of Christ. We're still talking about the apostles. I gave you um, Jesus, first of all, being an apostle. We went in um, Hebrews 3.1, and that verifies him as being the apostle that was sent from God. And we know, first of all, that an apostle has to be sent from God. And they are ambassadors. And they are sent with a message from God to give unto whom God is sending them to give that message to. And they're sent with his power, with his authority. They have the right to represent him here on this earth. So whatever heaven is doing... Um, God has sent Jesus to bring it to the earth. He's um, bringing the kingdom to the earth. So we know that Jesus, he was the chief apostle. There's no one above him. Amen. So there's no one above Jesus. So we talked about him. And then last time we talked about the apostles. Now understand that God sent Jesus. He was the apostle he sent. Then what um, Jesus did, he had the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And this is where we're going to start and we're going to end up somewhere else dealing with the apostles. So we know that when Jesus prayed and um, all night in prayer, um, he chose his 12 apostles. We determined that Jesus had many disciples in the word of God, but he chose 12 of those disciples to be his apostles. And we get that from Luke 6, verse 12 through 16. So we understand that apostle is one that's sent. So what these apostles were doing, first of all, they were disciples. They were trained up under Jesus. They were followers up under him. And this is the first thing I want people to know. It's a lot of people that want to get out there and want to do different things, but you haven't learned discipleship yet. You have not learned how to make disciples of men. 
before you can even get a calling upon your life, you need to be discipled. You need to be trained. These disciples were trained for three and a half years. They were with Jesus for that time being trained by him. And what Jesus was doing, the what God had showed Jesus, Jesus was showing it unto them. And they were getting to know that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. So he chose those 12 apostles to walk with him so they can be sent from Jesus to do the work that Jesus had called them to do. Remember, God sent Jesus. We see the top here. God is sending Jesus as an apostle. So Jesus is delivering the message that God has given to him to his apostles. The message never changed. The message never changed. When God sent Jesus with power, Jesus had to have that power upon him um, to do the work God sent him to do because anytime an apostle is sent, they're going to operate in the miraculous. You're going to see some signs and wonders coming through those apostles. Not only the apostles, but you're going to see those signs and wonders coming from the other fivefold. You're also going to see them coming from even the disciples. We're going to get into that. But it started, first of all, with the apostles. They were first. The apostles were first. They were given the message. They were trained by Jesus. These are the 12 apostles of the Lamb. These are the ones that walk with Jesus. These are the ones that saw Jesus ascend to go back to the Father. So these are the 12 that saw all of this. This is why they're called the apostles of the Lamb, because they sing Jesus. They witness the things that Jesus done. They had hands on with Jesus. They walked with him. They talked with him. So that's why they were the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So we, we determined that, that they were the 12. And in Luke 9, 1 through 6, it said, Then Jesus called together the 12 apostles. The King James says disciples, but we know those were the apostles, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Now check this. Jesus is giving them what was given unto him. This is why we have to understand, y'all, Things that um, what God gave Jesus to do, he gave it to the 12. So it didn't change. If God, um, if Jesus demonstrated um, miracles through his ministry, guess what? The ones that was up under him, those 12 apostles, they're going to do exactly what Jesus done because Jesus is training them the same way. So this is what he told them to do. He gave them authority over demons and to cure diseases. So they had that power, that dunamis to go out and cast out demons to heal the sick and see this is what apostles do not only apostles we're going to talk about even dealing with the disciple this is why when you also a disciple you have to have the power from on high to be an effectual witness for jesus christ because as a disciple and you making um disciples not converts when you go out and you're speaking the word of God, things will begin to happen. You may have a word of knowledge. You may have a word of wisdom as the spirit wills. And we'll get into that again to let people know you, God is just not going to send you out there not being equipped. You got so many people that's out there that's, that's um, te well, making converts and not disciples. But this is the way we do it. So he gave them the power over demons. He gave it over diseases. So... This is what they supposed to have been doing with the power and the authority. He gave them the right to rule here on earth. That right come right down from the top man, which was God. Ain't that awesome? From God to Jesus to who? Those apostles. 
Y'all think about this. If you've been up under somebody for three and a half years and they're teaching you all of these um, doctrines, these teachings, the way the word of God is, something should be happening in the body of Christ. Should it not? But we um, are seeing people being stagnated. Remember I talked on uh, stagnation in the body of Christ. The zeal has left, you know, the body of Christ, have left the house of God. Why? Because people are satisfied. They're satisfied with where they are. You know why they're so satisfied? Because if this don't happen in their life, just like dealing with healing, if you're going through in your body, people are so satisfied with going to man that they forget what God commissioned. We believers, y'all. We get so satisfied with, with man, we depend on man so much, we say, man going to fix this. But you have a God who's already fixed it. So if we know what he has done, why wouldn't we as believers in Christ want to go to him first and foremost? Because the more you develop your relationship, these apostles had such a relationship with Jesus that whatever he said they believed it and knew it was already done but see understand this when they did walk with Jesus now he was training them so this is the first part of their training he said okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to give you a right to rule here on earth not only the right to rule here on earth but I'm going to give you power to have the right to rule so they're going to know that you are not from here you from above because I can give you authority but if nothing happened through what I have given you you're going to be just like any y'all understand what I'm saying you can speak this word, people, but if it's no action from what you're speaking, then they're looking at you just as an ordinary person living here on earth. So he said, I'm not only giving you the right to rule on earth, I'm going to give you power so demonstration can come forth through the word that I'm sending you through the power of the Holy Spirit. So he gave that to them. So the next thing he told them, and he sent them, now listen to this, he go sent dealing with an apostle he sent them out to announce and preach the kingdom of God and to bring healing I'm in Luke 9 1 through verse 6 now look at this he sent them out to announce and preach the kingdom of God this is what God sent Jesus to do Jesus came to bring the kingdom to restore the kingdom here on earth and in order for Jesus to do that, he had to have the power from on high. He had to have the authority from the one that sent him. So he's telling those apostles, he said, you in training right now. So I'm going to give you some authority. I'm going to give you some power. I'm going to give you the right to rule. And if I'm giving you the right to rule, I'm going to give you some power behind that right to rule, some dunamis, so they'll know where you're from. So he said, heal the sick, raise the dead. But it comes through preaching about my kingdom. You cannot heal the sick or raise the dead unless you begin to teach about my kingdom and what I'm getting so excited y'all the reason being is because when you're in that word and you know what that word is saying this is what you expect to be seen so this is what he was telling them this is what I'm giving you the right to now listen at what he was saying and he said to them do not take anything for your journey wait a minute you telling me man you sending me out, and you're telling me not to take anything for my journey. Rico, I don't know about you. I want to take a piece of pork chop or something, right? I, I, I got to have me some backup or something. Give, give me a chicken leg or something. 
Give me something for my journey because I'm going to get hungry along the way. I'm going to need something, Manny. Maybe some gas money, man. Manny, come on, hit me with a 20. You mean you're going to send me out here with nothing? Come on, see, when you trained up under the best, he's going to say you got everything that you need because I got things set up for you wherever you go. You don't need to take nothing for your journey because, see, the hearts of the ones that I have prepared for where you go and it's going to set you up. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to say it like Rick. You've been sought up. Let me give you this example. Jennifer, my husband, is my witness. When I first started out, y'all, like I told y'all, we wasn't playing. There wasn't no money in the bank. Look, we was in a fix. What we though? God had called us to something or called me to something. God didn't put money on the table for me, y'all. He sent me out with a word. And I trusted his word. And as I trusted his word, what God was doing, he was preparing me for where I am today. And see, that's what God was doing with those disciples. He said, wait a minute. I done gave you the authority. I done gave you the right to rule here on earth. I done gave you the dynamis, the power. He said, so you don't need to take nothing for your journey. So this is what they were doing. He said, take nothing for your journey, neither a walking stick. Walking stick. He not something. A walking stick. That's what Amplified said. That's funny. Do you think people were taking walking stick? nor a wallet for a collection bag. Come on, Wimmy, we can't even take Michael with us. We can't take none of that with us. We can't take none of that. He said, for a collection bag, nor food of any kind, nor money, and do not have two undergarments. Come on, he's telling them, come on, don't take nothing. So what he was letting them know is you got to trust the one who's sending you. Because whatever God give you to do, He's going to give you what you need to do it. So we shouldn't even be worried about all that, y'all. When God send you, when he starts you out in ministry, he's the one that has chosen you to do it. So he's going to take care of you along the way. Then he began to say, and whatever house you enter, stay there until you go away from that place. And whatever they do, and wherever they do not receive and accept and welcome you when you leave the town shake off even the dust from your feet as a testimony against them and departing they went about from village to village preaching the gospel and restoring the afflicted to health everywhere so what were they doing they were doing what they were sent to do and when we go to luke nine ten, and it says and the apostles, when they returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethesda. Now look at what was happening. Everything that he had sent them to do, walking in, their apost- in, in the apostleship, he sent them to do it. They did it. They came back. They reported to him. Now what was happening here, this was a trial basis for them. See, Jesus was letting them know, okay, this is what's going to supposed to be happening when I'm not going to be with you. So he sent them out. But now we're going to get to this part, and I'm going to try to get it all in. We see that um, the apostles, before Jesus left to go be with the Father, now he let them know, you got to be endued with power, clothed with power from on high. And the reason why he was telling them this, remember, being that Jesus had not uh, left to go be with the Father, the Holy Spirit could not indwell them at that time. 
And the power of God, once he leaves, um, once the indwelling come, they're going to get power to do the work that he has equipped them to do. So remember, they had to go in the upper room, right? Peter and all of them, those 12 apostles. It was not only those 12 apostles. It was also 120 together, which was disciples that was in that room that was waiting to be endued with that power. So after they got the power from on high, Acts 1.8 says, you cannot be an effectual witness unto me, unto these places, until you endued with power. Now, why do people tell you you don't need that? Why do people tell you you do not need the spirit to come upon you? You cannot do the work of the Lord without the spirit of the Lord coming upon you to do it. Why? Because if you don't have the spirit coming upon you, it's just like a natural work being done. But if the spirit of the Lord come upon you, they're going to know that you're from the father. What did they tell Jesus? Nobody can do these miracles like you do. So we know you got to come from the father. So we got to have power you know, so people know this is not coming from the earth. It's coming from God. So those disciples, those apostles, they got the power from on high. And y'all know what Peter began to do, right? First thing that they had to do was before they got endued with power, it was only 11 of them. It had to be 12. So it had to be 12 apostles. So, you know, the one that betrayed Jesus, he died. But then they said, we got to choose another one. So they began to have Mathis. And who was the other one? Justice? Let me make sure. Was it Justice? Is that how you pronounce his name? I'll mess up a name in a minute. We went over this last week in Acts 1. He said that it was Mathis and Justice in Acts 1.23. So they had to um, find some more apostles. And this was the thing here. It said this is the qualification of the one that have to take the place. When we look at that word um, bishop, bishop here, it's an overseer. So anytime you see a bishop in the Bible, it is an overseer or a pastor or an elder. They, they interchange those names, and you got to know how they're interchanged. And it said, Wherefore, these men which have company with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us, and it says, beginning from the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So they had to choose um, the ones that was with them the whole time from the time they walked with Jesus until the time that Jesus was ascended to the Father. So it was two that met those criterias. But what they had to do was cast lots. Now, when they cast this lot, they was basing on where the lot fell. They were still basing on this on God. It's in Leviticus, and I'll find that for you, what it means to cast lots. But the lot fell on Mathis. So that was the one that was a part of the 12 because they had to have 12 apostles. But that was the criteria. So out of them, they were endued with the power. They were ready to begin their ministry as an apostle. So that's when their ministry begun after they were endued with power. Remember, they went through the training, y'all. They went through the training with Jesus. Jesus got them where they needed to be. But this is something else, too. In the beginning of Acts, Jesus sat with them for 40 more days, teaching them on the kingdom. Because Jesus said, you got to know all these kingdom principles. 
So he was teaching them on the kingdom. And as he taught them on the kingdom, when he finished teaching them, y'all, they were endued with power. They already chose the one that needed to be with them. Those were the 12 apostles of the Lamb. When you follow these 12 apostles, and the one that's looked at the most is Peter. And they call Peter the, um, I'll say, chief apostle. But let me tell you why they use the word chief. is because it was like he was the first one. The first apostle is 12 of them. So when you hear somebody say chief apostle, they're trying to say they have apostles up under them, but they're the top dog. But that ain't how it's supposed to be. I'm chief in this house. They ain't how it's supposed to be, y'all. Jesus is the only chief. Amen. We the engines that could. So he's the only chief. So when you hear people putting them, uh, what is it, master prophet and all this stuff on this prophet, they're trying to put themselves way above to let them know, see, chief and master, no. Anyway, so this is what had happened with the apostles. So Peter What's the one, y'all, the one that ran his mouth all the time? I'll die with you. Jesus knew, boy, you ain't even ready to die with me. You still got work to do here, you know, dealing with the church. I don't even want to hear that. I'm just going to give you a sign, Peter, the, the what rooster going to crow three times, and you're going to be already denied me. Okay, y'all know what happened to Peter. But when the power come upon Peter in Acts, Peter began to preach concerning the kingdom. He began to preach concerning um jesus his death burial and resurrection through him doing that i want y'all to catch this god had already set it up on the day of pentecost because that was the time when everybody would come together in jerusalem on that day of pentecost and he knew that it was people that needed to be a part of the kingdom this is what he was doing i want y'all to check this old testament the prophets were the ones to bring forth the word of god right they were the mouthpiece for God. But what God was bringing in was the new. And in the new, the apostles were the first one to start proclaiming the kingdom. It was no more prophets right then. Do y'all see anywhere in here Jesus chose anyone except the apostles? No. Because he was bringing in the New Testament. The prophets, they prophesied the coming of Jesus. But when Jesus came, he said, I'm bringing in a new order. And I'm, I'm going to use the apostles to talk about this foundation. You know, I'm, I'm going somewhere. He's going to use the apostles to do it. So the prophets were no longer talked about when Jesus came. It was just the apostles that he was raising up, not the prophets. He didn't mention any other fivefold except the apostles. So we see that um, Peter and them, they began to... Um, really lay that foundation that was given to them from Jesus himself. Jesus already went to be with the Father. He ascended up to be with the Father. So they carried on, you know, the, the teachings that Jesus taught them. This is what they began to teach. This is where we get the commission, y'all. Go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 20. It's telling us what Jesus told them to do. And it's not only for them, it's for us as well. And Jesus came, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So what was those apostles going to do? Teach them everything that Jesus had taught them. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. So Jesus said, there's not going to be any difference in teaching. Everything that I have taught you, this is what I want you to teach them. So this is what these apostles were doing. This is what Peter started to do. So they had 3,000 souls that were saved, right? So those souls had to be discipled. They had to be trained. And this is why they were up under the apostles' doctrine. They were up under the apostles' teaching, and they went from house to house breaking bread. They were learning everything about the kingdom. They stayed up under the apostles' doctrine. This is why when you see um, the apostles' doctrine, they were being taught by the apostles. So y'all follow me so far. That's why I say first apostles because the apostles are the ones that were with Jesus they're laying that foundation concerning Jesus Christ and as they lay that foundation guess what they're raising up others in the body of Christ everybody got it so let me show you something else now I want to talk about um before I get to the apostles governing I want to make sure I'm I'm hitting everything so I won't miss nothing so we got the 12 Okay, so we see that those are the apostles of the Lamb, y'all, right? Those are the ones that walk with Jesus. Those are the ones that talk with Jesus. Those are the ones that um, saw him um, when he ascended up to be with the Father. Now, first is Jesus as the chief apostle. Then you have the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Now I'm going on with the ascension gifts. These ascension gifts, they're called that because... These are the gifts that Jesus left the church when he went to be with the Father. Let me explain it. What's the difference? The 12 apostles of the Lamb are the ones that walk with him. The ones that saw him go to be with the Father. They walk with him. They talk with him. The the other apostles that I'm getting ready to talk about, they did not have that with Jesus Christ. So this is where people say after the 12 apostles... There were no more apostles. That's a lie. Because there were. Ephesians 4.11 tell you this. Paul is explaining that. That he, um, when he left to be with the Father, he left some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Why did Paul explain it that way? Because people were thinking that the apostles were done away with. But they were not. So after, now understand this. Peter was the apostle of the Gentiles. I mean, of the um, Jews, what he was doing was telling them um, they were sent to the Jews first. The apostles, the, the 12 apostles of the Lamb were sent to the Jews. They were sent to present the kingdom to the Jews. Why? Because they was letting them know you no longer up under this law. See, they was bringing grace, which was coming through Jesus Christ. So this is what they were um, bringing, the apostles were. But remember, Paul was going to who? the Gentiles. So they had two different, um, Peter was the Jews, Paul was the Gentiles, but guess what? God introduced Peter to the Gentiles as well. So that's in there. Now let's talk about where we are today. We see, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. Yes, those 12 apostles that walked with Jesus, yes, they're gone, but he still left. He did not leave this earth without leaving these gifts 
he gave unto men in the church so the church can still function up under the fivefold. The fivefold represent Jesus Christ. He's still in the church. And that's what makes what? The body. You need the apostle, which is the thumb. See my thumb? Five fingers on your hand. Apostle can't do it by themselves. He or she need the other four fingers. But guess what this thumb does? It connects to all four. See that? It connects to all four. So you need an apostle in the house to lay the foundation that was given to that apostle. And as that apostle laid that foundation, guess what? It's building. He or she is building that house. And an apostle can go into a house. God will send an apostle into a house to make sure that house is um, operating up under the government of God. It's operating according to the way God wanted to operate. That's what an apostle do. So Miracle Temple, if we go out somewhere and somebody invite me into their house, the first thing God going to have me to do in that house is notice the order of that house. I have not come to take over the house. This is where people mess up at. An apostle don't come in to take over no house. An apostle come in to make sure order is in the house, to make sure that the things that God has laid concerning Jesus Christ and the will of God is in that house. So he want to make sure that that house is set in order according to the pattern of God. And the house being set in order, you need those four fingers in that house too. You want to make sure that you have the four fingers. Now, I'll give you an example with Paul. When Paul come into town now, one thing about Paul, he didn't walk with Jesus, did he? But he had an experience on the road to Damascus. He had that experience, and everything that Paul got, he got it through revelation. He wasn't there to touch him. He wasn't there to talk to him. But he got everything he needed from him through revelation, through the word of God. The word of God was opened up to Paul. So Paul began to write the books of the Bible in the New Testament based on the revelation that was given to him. And guess what? We're following that today, right? So we see that Paul wrote before it was um, the prophets that was bringing forth what was concerning Jesus Christ. Now it was these apostles that was writing down the revelation that was given unto them. So we see Paul here. He's one of the fivefold that did not walk with Jesus. So that's proof to show you that prophet, I mean, apostles were still here, right? And they're still here today because Jesus is not going to leave the body without the fivefold without that operating and functioning in the fivefold. Why? Because Jesus is, he makes up that body. We're one in the body of Christ. So let's look at something else. Go with me. I'm going to show you some of the ones that um, were part of the ascension gifts. Mathis. Remember we talked about him, right? Acts 126. He did not... Um, after Jesus left, he was chosen as to be part of the 12, Acts 126. I'm just showing you proof in the Bible. When people tell you the apostles went away after the 12, that don't line up with scripture. I want to show you that. Acts 126 is one. That's Mathis. We have James, the Lord's brother. Galatians 1, chapter 19. But other of the apostles saw I none save James, the Lord's brother. So Paul is saying that James was an apostle. 
the Lord's brother. This was another one that um, did not walk with Jesus. Paul and Barnabas. I mentioned Paul. Let me give you a scripture. Acts 14, 14. Acts 14, 14. That's Paul and Barnabas. Which when the apostles, Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul heard of, heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in amongst the people crying out. So that's proof that they were um, apostles after Jesus got ascended to the Father. Here go another uh, two apostles in Romans 16, 17. One of them is a woman. Romans 16, verse 7, I'm sorry. It says, salute Androcus, Androcus and Jonah, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are of noted among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. So there's a woman that was an apostle. So we see that these apostles here were here even after Jesus went to be with the Father. I just want to prove that because some people say there were no more apostles after um, the 12 apostles. But these, this show you, and it's many more, that was apostles after Jesus went to be with the Father. So we have the chief apostle, which is Jesus. You have the 12 apostles, and then you have the ascension um, apostles. These are the fivefold. I call them ascension because when he ascended, he gave gifts to men, and we call them the fivefold. So these were men and a woman that I have given you that even when Jesus went to be with the Father, he did not leave the church without the fivefold. And the fivefold represent Jesus Christ being right here on earth. You got you a woman, Tyson. Because some people say women shouldn't preach. Women shouldn't deliver no message. Men, y'all wouldn't even be here if women hadn't spoo you out. Isn't that the truth? Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Not unless y'all want to have the baby too. I don't think so. Calvin said, uh-uh. <laughs> so this is what I'm going. I, I proved something here that we have. Who is it? Jesus as the chief apostle. Okay, coming from the father. After Jesus, um, you know, was sent from the father, then Jesus began to train how many? Twelve that was up under who? Him. And then Jesus did what? He sent them out, right? So then after them, we see that it didn't stop with them, did it? We had some that didn't walk with Jesus, that didn't talk with Jesus, but they were yet what? Apostles. So if anybody tell you, ain't no such thing as apostle, what you doing up on the apostle anyway? The apostles went away with the church. See, they think they can make it with these three fingers. How many of y'all can make it with three fingers on your hand? It'd be hard, wouldn't it? They leave the apostle and they leave the prophet out because they say you don't need them in the body of Christ. They say you need the evangelist. But how about this? I don't think they talked too much about the evangelist in the Old Testament, did they? Uh-uh. They didn't. But they say you need the evangelist and you need the pastor and you need the teacher. But you don't need the apostle and the prophet. Yes, you do. You need all five because all five of them are working together to edify the body of Christ, to build the body of Christ up, to we all come into the unity of the faith. So we work together to do it. The apostle cannot do it without the other four. Okay? So let's talk about the things that an apostle do. And, y'all, this is long, and the reason why I'm going this far with every one of the fivefold 
because when you know how the order of the church is and you have scripture to back you up, you will know if you go visit another church. You will know what's going on within those churches. And you will know if they are run the way that they need to be run by the pattern of God. Let's look at apostles as, as that governs. Remember I talked about govern, right? They oversee to make sure that everything is going accordingly in the body of Christ. Commissioned to maintain his government. That's what they do. They are commissioned to maintain his government. Remember, they're not coming in to rule over. They're making sure that everything is run the way it should be run in the body of Christ because they're the ones that lay that foundation. Um, remember I went over um, Nehemiah? I talked about Nehemiah and how Nehemiah governed, how he got permission from the king um, to build the walls back in Jerusalem, and then Nehemiah watched over that. He governed it to make sure everything was carried out accordingly. So let's look at another one, Apostle Pioneer. This is what a pioneer does, to be the first to open or prepare. To be the first to open or prepare. Okay, let's go back in scriptures and see if this is true. Let's go back to um, Jesus. When God sent Jesus, he was the first apostle. He was the one that was sent to prepare, was he not? He was the one that was sent um, with the message of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit is reminding me to, to say this. I can say this. In the Old Testament, you remember, I got to find a scripture to base that upon. I'll go back to, in the book of Kings. Okay, remember when there was a, um, everybody might not remember because if you're not in the Bible, I'm just going to throw it out here and I'll give you a scripture next time. Okay, when um, lands were being conquered, remember in, when God said, you're going to possess those lands, and when you go into those lands, I want you to literally destroy everything that's in that land. The reason why God said this is because a new order was coming. A new way of living was coming. So when they hit these lands, they had to get rid of everything that would turn them away from what they believed. So when they went into these, these lands, you know, the different things that they would do, like they would have these images worshiping other gods. See, God was setting up his kingdom. And when you setting up a kingdom, you got to get rid of the king, Teresa. Remember old Saul wanting to keep the king there. See, they was going in and they was destroying, what was it, um, what you call, um, no, I'm talking about the people, um, Syria, Ezra, they, they were destroying those places. He had that king. And he went in there to destroy everything. He said, everything in that land, Saul, get rid of it. The animals, the children, the king, everything. Because God said, we're going in there to possess the land. What did Saul do? He took the king with him. Now, if you're going to set up another kingdom somewhere, why are you going to bring the king with you? So he said, you got to get rid of that king because if you don't get rid of that king, there's going to be confusion. You're going to have my kingdom here. You're going to have their kingdom there. You're going to have division amongst you. So I want you to literally clear out everything that don't represent what, what it needs to represent for me. So this is why Samuel ended up killing that king because he was carrying out the order of God. So see, Saul was sent. I'll use him as an apostle. He said, I want you to go in there and conquer. I want you to conquer that land, clear it out because a new order is coming in town. My kingdom, my way of doing is coming in town. So I don't want nothing there that does not represent me. This is how it's supposed to be for the church. 
me as an apostle, when I go into another church or I'm invited into another church, God is saying, we got two kingdoms up in there. So I need for them to be taught concerning my kingdom. I need for that foundation to be laid like it need to be laid so there won't be no division in the body of Christ so we can come into unity the way that things need to be done according to the kingdom of God. Do you see how you have people in the same house, church folks, but you have one side that's believing this way and another side believing this way. So then you're having this side saying, I don't want to be a part of this no more. We're going out and make our own. Why do you think that's happening? Because an apostle ain't in the place. Because see, if an apostle was in the place, the apostle would set things in order the way it need to be according to the word of God, according to his order. You got people with their own order trying to set up their own ministry outside of what God order is. This is why you have too many ministries on every corner and everybody doing different things because this is man's way of doing it. It is not God's way of doing it. Why do we have different churches in different locations? Because we don't have a big enough place to contain all of God's people. So just because Miracle Temple is here, you might step over there what you have. You have Mount Pisgah over there, right? We're supposed to be teaching the same thing. Having the same foundation, which is Jesus Christ. The order of the church is supposed to be the same way. This is why you need an apostle to come in there and say, wait a minute, this is out of order. This is not God's order in this house. So this is what God is saying. He's sending people in, which is apostles, to set the church in order the way it's supposed to be. And after that apostle go in there and set that order, that apostle is free to leave that church because, you know, they don't have to be there. But some choose, we're going to get to that, where some apostles stay in that same church, making sure that church is governed, and some go out, some plant. You will find some that don't do that. So we'll go through all of that. So you have to know the difference. But we see here that, they pioneer, they go in and set up. That's what they do. They prepare um, for that foundation to be laid in that house. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty eight. it tells you, and God have set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then the gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. Then also 1 Corinthians three ten. Okay, we see that he's also said in the church, master builders, architects, that's an apostle. According to the grace, the special endowment for my task of God bestowed on me like a skillful architect and master builder. I laid the foundation and now another man is building upon it, but let each man be careful how he builds upon it. So we look at a apostle as an architect, as a master builder. Y'all know what the architect do? The architect have the plan for the building, don't they? They have that vision. So what he does when he or she go in there, they have that plan. They're like that architect. Um, and apostle trained leaders. Apostle trained leaders. You can find that in Acts 14, 21 through 23. Acts 14, 21 through 23. This is talking about Paul and Barnabas and how they went in and they began to establish and strengthen the souls and hearts of the disciples, 
urging and warning and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith, telling them that it's through many hardships and tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed and ordained elders for them in each church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord and whom they had come to believe, being full of joyful trust that he is the Christ, the Messiah. So they began to go in and train leaders. They began to ordain elders um, in the church. So apostles, they train. And y'all, I haven't went over half of what an apostle do. Why am I going through all of this? The reason why I'm taking my time and going through all of this, if you know the order of the church, you know what an apostle do, you know what a prophet, you know what an evangelist, a pastor and teacher does, you ain't going to have no problem submitting to those people, those gifts that God has put in the body of Christ to represent him in the body of Christ. So this is why you need to know even what I do, because when you come against me, you coming against the work of God. I'm only in here to do what he has called me to do. And really, y'all, um, if y'all don't know, the anointing that's on my life, the grace that's on my life is to raise up other pastors. It's a training ground. This is what Miracle Temple is. We have people coming in here, apostles. We have apostles. We have prophets. We have teachers, evangelists, pastors coming in Miracle Temple. Why? Because there's something in here that they need that God has put a special grace on me to give to them. So I don't know if y'all have saw them come in and out. In and out, you'll see different ones sit for a while because they say there's something in here that I need. So once they get what they need, then they're placed where they need to be placed. So you ain't going to see people that stay in here long because this is like training ground to train them to be disciples, to be a part of the fivefold. I had one gentleman um, years ago that had come in here. He had left the ministry that he was in and and this is one thing I do not do. I do not persuade people to come here. I will not do that because wherever God plant a person, that's where they're supposed to be. And we are one body. We're here to help one another. I'm not um, trying to be above anybody. I'm just carrying out what God has given me to carry out. So Manny done a good teaching of saying, you know, you don't supposed to see yourself as least in the body of Christ. Because, yes, every joint supply, even in the body of Christ. Once you know what joint you are, then stay in your lane. You don't need to be in my lane telling me nothing. This is why we have division in the body of Christ. If Teresa is called to evangelize, then she need to be going out there and she need to be evangelizing. She need to be winning souls. She don't need to be up in here trying to tell me how to do what I'm supposed to do. She's out of her lane. So this is why when you know um, the different um, gifts that God has put in the church and you find out what your gift is, you got to develop. In that gift, God is not going to send you nowhere if you underdevelop. It's just like a baby. Are you going to feed a baby food when you know they haven't gotten off milk yet? They will choke. Some food will kill them. They will be over, overweight. It won't be good for nothing. So this is why you have to be trained up in these areas. I don't care who prophesied to you. I'm going to say prophesy. Some people prophesy. Just because a per person prophesied do not mean they're a prophet. Just because a person is sent don't mean they're apostle. All of us are sent to do something. But that does not mean that you are an apostle. So these are the gifts that he has left for the church. But he will let you know 
which one you are. And once you get developing it, and I'm going to give you an example with me, like I was telling y'all, I had to be developed in these gifts in order to be where I am now to reach out to the rest of them. How can I reach out to a prophet and never walked in that anointing, never been called to that? How can I reach out to an evangelist and never been called to that? How can I reach out? Yes, I can probably encourage, but I will never be able to carry out that function the way it needed to be carried out with that grace because I never walked into that. So be careful when people be prophesying to you and telling you this is who you are, put it on the shelf and wait on it because some people want to be that. Y'all ain't about the title. It's about the kingdom. And God has called whom he choose to call to be a part of the fivefold. You just don't put yourself in no fivefold and then get in the fivefold and say, I don't want to be no pastor no more. I think I want to be a prophet. It don't work like that. Or just because he used you in a word of knowledge, somebody say, you a prophet. Ain't nobody could have done that but a prophet. No, ma'am. A prophet will operate in three of those gifts at the same time. They will. So when you know how a prophet's supposed to operate, just because they're operating in the word of knowledge, come on, you don't have to be a prophet to operate in the word of knowledge. All of us that have been clothed with power from on high can operate in the nine gifts of the spirit, spirit as the spirit wills. Whatever God see that need to be done in that room, He's going to unction whoever it is that need to operate in it. It may not be me. It may be Sister Loretta. But he's going to let me know, okay, Sister Loretta got a word for the house. Sister Loretta. So this is how it's an order in the body of Christ. Ain't everybody everywhere screaming and hollering. And God said, God, or taking somebody over there in the corner. Let me tell you what God said. Have y'all ever seen that in the house? Because they want people to know, I can prophesy. Well, look, they didn't tell you this. Let me tell you this. See, when I was getting trained, y'all, and raised up, I would be sitting, standing right beside a person, and God would tell me something. You know what I would do? I would just sit there patiently and wait, and then I would say, may I give this word that the Lord is sharing with me? Sure, you certainly can. And it wouldn't be boastful. An apostle come in humility, y'all. Apostle come as a servant. Go back through the word of God. Everything that Jesus did, those apostles done, he washed their feet. Y'all, I remember when I had to wash people's feet. You remember that, honey? You remember that, Jennifer? The Lord told me, he said, I want you to wash feet today. I said, oh. I got my water, got on my knees, began to wash people's feet, and he said, what you're doing to them, this is what he wants them to do to others. Because if you can do it, it's showing them your humility and what they're supposed to be doing. Why did I have to clean toilets? An apostle, really, when you go in the word of God, they had the most suffering. They went through more than the rest of them went through, if you see it. They were really counted as one of the least. Because some of the things they did, other people would not do. They don't... Um, like to be a burden. I'm going to show y'all that in the word. An apostle don't like to be a burden to other people. They put people before they put themselves. That's what they do. So when we go through all of these characteristics of an apostle, then y'all can check me out. 
and see if I meet them according to the word of God. And then you're going to know the false apostles. You know what a false apostle do? They come in there and get the churches that set up and then say, God want me to help you out. They try to live off of what's already set up. I already had that to happen. Jennifer, you remember? It was a guy. He was from this foreign country. I mean, he like he, he had a different language, didn't he? You remember him and his wife. They come to my house. They said, we need to call a meeting with you. We have heard about you, so we want to come to your house and sit with you. So he, we invited him in. He sat down, him and his wife, and he said, you know, God wanted me to merge you with me because there's miracles that God wants to do. I'm just sitting there looking so dumbfounded. I'm like, yeah, not up in here. So that one left. Later on, he come back and left a card because he was still trying to get the ministry. Then I had another person that my husband told me, you invited them in here? <laughs> they were coming. We were having Bible study, y'all, having us a good old time. And then the Lord opened my eyes and let me know what was going on. And I'll never forget this day. This was when I had the call of an evangelist. They called me outside. They said, come here, come here, come here. I thought the house was on fire or something. They said, the Lord said, I need to go ahead and give you your license right now. That's what they said. They said, he's saying, I need to make you an evangelist right now. And I said, no, thank you. They were shocked. Who wouldn't have took that, right? They were shocked. So my husband told me, he said, I said, he said, no, I said, honey, you the priest. <laughs> now you need to tell that person that they got to go. He said, you inviting them up in here? <laughs> Now, you be the one to get them out of here. <laughs> we were having the time, weren't we, Jennifer? They didn't want to leave. Y'all, they did not want to leave, but they wanted the ministry because they saw what God was doing in the ministry, so they wanted the ministry. They're not the only one who was coming at the Miracle Temple, and God said no. I had many people that wanted to sign my name on something. God said no. So this is what I'm saying, y'all. It ain't about the titles. It's about being in the timing that God have you in. And some of you may feel like, oh, I just love souls. I'm just a soul winner. Come on now. That don't mean you're an evangelist. All of us supposed to be out there. Um, we're on a commission for God. So we're going to learn all of these things. You got to know what lane you in, and you got to stay in that lane. We get excited when we see things go on. And I want to say this, apostle work miracles. You know, you see signs and wonders through apostles. I remember um, over there in Little House on the Perry, we had a girl. Her neck was turned. You remember? She couldn't turn her neck. So her mom brought her to the church and was telling me, this is what's going on with her. She cannot turn her neck. She had other things going on with her, y'all. And by the time the girl left out of there, she was wringing that neck. Everything was happening. We had a lot of people. I can't even... Um, say the majority of them, people were getting healed. They were getting delivered, even through being in the house. God was showing himself strong. We had people in here, things of what's happening to them that some of y'all might not even know about. But God is going to manifest himself through signs and through wonders. Why? Because when the word of God go forth, y'all remember Sister Linda sitting over there in the corner. Something was going on with her hand. But through following the leading of the Holy Spirit, when the music was going and everything was going on, she y'all remember that witness that Sunday? How her hand was healed. She said she couldn't move her hand. But when she heard run, we say moving in my direction. I told Apostle Cross, I said, I need for you to sing that song this morning. 
this is what I want you to do, sing that song. When she started singing the song, Sister Linda got healed. So see, this is how God moved. You got to understand the miraculous. You got to understand signs and wonders. And this is how he moved. This is what the apostles did. Everything Jesus done, guess what they did? They come right behind Jesus. They did exactly the same thing because they knew how to operate up under the power of God. When you know these things, guess what? You should desire it. You should desire it. You shouldn't just accept any old thing. You should want more and more, y'all. Those apostles being up under Jesus and being around him, they just didn't just sit still. When people were brought to them, they said, "Uh uh-uh, you don't have to be in that state. Rise up and walk. Why was it when Paul used handkerchiefs against his body that people were healed? Because that was the power of God that was working through Paul. So if God tell you to do it, do it. Pass them out. My granddaddy did it. He would wear handkerchiefs. He would pass them out. People were healed, delivered, and set free. It's whatever God want to do through you. It's coming in you, and it's coming through you. So you have to have that relationship to know what God wants. Everybody is not going to operate the same, but it's going to be according to the word. God know where you are. He's not going to have you doing stuff and you ain't even in that word the way you're supposed to. You may hit and miss every now and then, but guess what? You ain't going to be steady because you're looking for that sign to know that God, you don't have to look for a sign when you're a believer. Once you become a believer, you already know what the word says. Just do it. So we're going to learn more about apostles and more about the gifts that operate in the body of Christ, the gifts of help. Y'all, it's a lot of them. You might fit in one of them. Stay in that lane. Don't let nobody take you out of that. Don't let nobody say, you don't supposed to be here, Rico. You don't supposed to be singing on Judah. Rico, why you ain't teaching right now? That word is already in you. I don't understand why you ain't up there teaching. God know why you ain't teaching. So see, don't let people push you into something when you ain't developed where you are. Stay where you are and let that gift develop in you and through you. And you don't even have to tell nobody. They'll see you walking in that. And when they come up to you, they'll say, you're an apostle. How do I know this? Every one of the callings that God had on my life, I didn't share it. I didn't tell nobody. When I walked in a room, they'll look at me and say, "Mm, I knew it. Because God already told me. And I'm going to close with this. Um, It was three of my, no, four of them, actually, all of them. Everywhere I would go, I never forget this. My first one was, I think it was an evangelist. I told y'all Jeremy was sick, and I was praying for Jeremy. I always desired whatever the words say, that's what I wanted. That was just my heart. God, if your words say it, that's just it. I don't care what nobody else say. God is more than what I'm seeing. So my baby got sick and I'm speaking over my baby, speaking the word. And I heard the spirit of the Lord say, I have called you to evangelize. And I said, well, if you call me to evangelize, I don't want man putting me behind no pulpit because they don't have to do that. Put me behind no pulpit to prove myself to nobody, especially congregation or people that don't even know you. Come on, y'all. So I said, I don't want that, God. If that's what you call me to do, then you're going to have to do this, not man. So I was going down there to Pastor Annie's. Never forget it. I was going down there not because I didn't know I had a ministry. I knew I had a ministry, but I needed that love because of the rejection I was going through. And she gives so much love. 
And as I was sitting there, oh, she looked at me. I'm like, what's she looking at me for? God said, you're an evangelist. And you come back, and I'm going to give you your license. Just like that. And I'm like, okay, God, you done done your stuff. So anyway, I walked in that for a while, and then I'll never forget. Another time I was um, in the store, and God would have me operating as a prophet. Didn't know I was operating as a prophet because I'm over here. And then they would look at me and say, God said, you're a prophet. I already knew that. God told me. Then dealing with the pastor, the same thing with Pastor Annie. I'm satisfied with where I'm at. And she said, God say you're a pastor. I'm like, no, I ain't. I'm just being honest because, see, I was okay going in a place, evangelizing, winning souls, and leaving you there. I didn't have to come back. But then that was the next one. So she gave me my certificate for pastor. Next thing I know, the last one, I knew about the teacher and everything, y'all. But then apostle. When God told me I was an apostle, I shared it. None of them I shared with nobody. I kept it to myself. And I don't know if y'all remember, we had a, a service for me. And it was a lady here, she was short. Her name was Apostle Snow. Y'all remember the little short lady? I ain't sharing nothing with nobody. And she looked at me and she said, God said, you're an apostle. I sat there like a deer in headlights, acting like I'm ignorant and dumb. Because I wasn't moving. I wasn't saying anything. But I knew what God told me. And the Spirit said, today you stand up. And you um, decree and declare that I have called you to be an apostle. And that was over how many years ago? It's been a good while. So what am I telling you? I didn't jump into all of these just to jump. God raised me up like a Paul. He told me to study Paul when I first started out. I didn't understand why I studied Paul. Now I know why I've been studying Paul. So I'm telling you, wait on your calling. Wait on your ministry. If you've been sitting in Miracle Temple for a while, Sometimes it's because you choose to, not because you're not getting trained where you are, because y'all been told to go out and make disciples. Come on, somebody. Y'all been getting all this teaching. It ain't in here, y'all. You trained in here, but you trained to go out there. Don't keep looking for something in the, you know, when something happened in the house, it happens when unbelievers come in the house. Y'all don't know this? When you have some new faces coming in the house that don't have what you have. Them the ones that God allowed me to pounce on. Now some Sundays I may pounce on Teresa. Why? Because God has something for Teresa because she's just, she's, she needs some encouragement. Right, Teresa? God has spoken to her and he's confirming something. Sometimes I can look at somebody and I'm like, what you got me looking at her for, Lord? But is it just call them up. And immediately, God will give them the word. Why did he do it for you guys up in here? He's building you up so you can go out like Jennifer right there. It don't take much. For Jennifer Simpson right there, right now, the fire is stirring, even right now where she sit, because she loved the word. She loved to hear the word. She loved to hear the word on healing. When you talk about healing, it just goes all through her like a fire burning. Why? Because she can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because she don't back off of what God said because she don't walk in it. See, there's a difference. So why did God mess with familiar people in the house? Because if Julia needed a word, he's going to use, if, if somebody have the word and they ain't moving, guess what? I'm going to pop up and say, Julia, God is saying for you today. Julia, say apostle. 
She don't call me apostle. She called me, um, what's that word, Julia? Say it. It ain't apostle. It's apostle. <laughs> she, she give me another name. But I know it's Julia. Julia say, that's what the Lord was saying to me. What is God doing, y'all? He's building you up. He's encouraging you so you can go out and make disciples. But anybody else that come in here that don't know him, those are the ones that have to know the order of the church. Those are the ones that know you don't have to stay in that condition. You as believers, you already know you don't have to stay in that position. But sometimes he ignites that fire that's in you so it can start burning again. Tyson may be down and out about something. And God give him an encouraging word. And Tyson begin to throw up his hand and say, yes, Lord, yes. Why? Because he said, God, you heard me last night. What is he doing? Building you up to go out. Now, he ain't building you up to wait the next Sunday to see what I got to say to him. <laughs> see, that's the problem. Man, that's why some of them still sitting. Because they're waiting to say, is apostle got something to tell me? I need a word. No, you need the word so you can go out and share it with somebody. Y'all, this is the purpose of the call that God has on my life, to raise you up, to be whom God has called you to be, y'all. And as I'm raising you up, you end up discipling others. And guess what? We see 3,000. We see 5,000. But if y'all ain't moving out your seats to give nobody what you're getting, I want to ask you this. Why is it easier for you to go on television and watch somebody else and then tell them what they said, but you're getting that in here already ahead of time and you ain't telling nobody nothing? Can anybody tell me that? You watch somebody else. Shoot. Our Sunday school teachers will tell you. You'll go online and get somebody else and tell them what they said, and then you send money to them, and then you pan your tides up in here. They can't bury you. They certainly can't marry you. You ain't going to fly out there where Joyce is. People watching Joyce and taking her word more than they're taking word up in here. What Joyce said, as long as you're getting it, it's all right. But see if Joyce come marry you. See if Joyce can come lay hands on you. Yeah, just stick your hand on T. Joyce, touch me, touch me. You're not in that. So this is what we're going to learn. And by now, y'all, somebody should have some disciples somewhere. Were you teaching them what you're getting? Amen. That's the purpose of you spending all this time up in here. Don't be just coming up in here holding up a seat. Take the word in. Meditate on that word. And when that fire starts burning, you can't help but talk about it on your break. Because somebody's going to come to you and ask you a question. And you got to be ready. They're going to start talking about them deacons in that church. <laughs> and you're going to be like, well, let me tell you a little bit about a deacon. They're going to be like, what? Where you get that from? Where you should have got it from? The word of God. <laughs> so that's what we're going to learn about. And I pray that everybody will hold tight. That you will learn and then you'll know what part you play. Not play, but the function you are in the body of Christ. Amen. We give God glory. We got more ground to cover. And as we cover this ground, everybody will be able to see the things that they need to see. Do we have any announcements?